0: Welcome back, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey Original Podcast. Thanks for being with us, Raider Nation. We appreciate you. We are here every week, usually Tuesday, Thursday, post game, and then we drop a mailbag uh, uh, episode as well. This week we went to Wednesday just because of roster cuts on Tuesday. When we get into the regular season, uh, it'll it'll normalize and we'll have that schedule again. But we certainly appreciate you, and we are just completely blown away by the response we've had since moving over to Odyssey. And uh, thank you all for doing that. The the, the reviews you're leave, leaving up on iTunes and the, anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to it, just phenomenal. Uh, we appreciate you doing that, and certainly are excited about having you guys back here every episode. Don't forget subscribe. Thank you so much. Also, hey, I got I got to do a, a, a shame. Uh, a shameless plug, Rock Mysteries, a podcast I host, talk about music. It's good stuff. Check it out. Make sure you do. Make sure you also check out Mo up on Bleacher Report and SportsNot. if you like to read about the Raiders and read stuff that's fair, impartial. It's not silver and black colored glasses. He doesn't call us we. He doesn't call us us. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He'll give you the truth. And, and like Jack Nicholson, if you can't handle the truth, you can't handle the truth. I don't know what to tell you um but nonetheless that's where we're at so follow him on twitter also at, at, yeah go
1: also fantasy football jam gonna be coming out every week from here on out ah. i dropped an article on monday uh players you should target at the end of your draft, and on tuesday i dropped another column of Bleacher Report players that are undervalued but should be picked in the early rounds of the drafts so check those out over on bleach report
0: there you go see uh, but anyway, Patriots are in Las Vegas all week for joint practices with the Raiders. <laughs> and I heard Bill Belichick talk about, yeah, this is a great place. Uh, this is the Taj Mahal. Anyway, that, he was talking about the Raiders facilities and glowing about them and, and, and the such. But then, all of a sudden, Isaiah Wynn is an offensive lineman, and the Raiders need an offensive lineman. Rumor pops out as soon as they land in Vegas. Mo, I don't think it's any accident. The rumor pops out, Isaiah Wynn might be available. Mm." The Raiders need an offensive line. They're there. They get to see him all week. Then the Patriots shoot it down, which is going to happen anyway. That always happens. But, Mo, Isaiah Wynn, talk about him as a player. Is he a guy that could slot in at right tackle for this Raider team? And would he, if they did make a move for him, not saying they're going to, but if he did, would that solve the problem in your mind at right tackle?
1: The answer is yes. Now let's move on to the next question. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> there are people who push back on me, and I understand everything is going to get pushed back on Twitter because Isaiah Wynn um, played mostly left tackle for the Patriots, but they were planning to move him to the right side because they felt like he struggled a bit, a little bit, on the left side, and they preferred Trent Brown on the left, at left tackle. So they were going to flip their tackles. Trent Brown had originally played on the right side, and Isaiah Wynn on the left. But um, he played guard at Georgia and tackle at Georgia. And then, as I said, left tackle for the Patriots. And they we're going to play him on the right side this year. So he has a lot of versatility. So he could probably plug him in at guard or right tackle. Now, people say, well, he gets injured a lot. And I made this note on Twitter. He has missed 30 games in his first three years. I get that. But it comes down to what's the cost for him. Now, mm-hmm. I believe he's owed a little more than $10 million on the final year of his contract. But when I say cost, what are the Patriots willing to take for him? So, like let's say the Patriots say, Okay, give us a, a third round pick for Isaiah Wynn. I'm taking that because oh, yeah. the Raiders have a lot of cap space and you can absorb his $10 million, $10 plus million dollar contract just to get an upgrade for your offensive line. Because if you can get Isaiah Wynn for 12 games, that's better than what you have right now. So it comes down to what the Patriots are willing to accept in a deal for him. Not, oh, is he, we should just leave him alone because he's injury prone. Now, are you, so that means you're okay with Brandon Parker, who we don't know when he's coming back. That <laughs> means you're okay with Mumford, who hasn't practiced since he got hurt last week. You know, I I, I like Illuminar, but he's a placeholder. Right. And if Isaiah when is healthy, that's an upgrade. Yeah.
0: And, and it's interesting because I want to know that if Dave Ziegler is going to think about this move, is he going to poll fans to make his decision? Because... <laughs> I, I was told this week, and God bless the guy, we, 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 we ended on good terms. But I was told that, man, these guys to get fired every four or five years, they should just ask fans what to do. Now, I thought it was a joke. It was not. But it's amazing that people think the NFL is like Madden. It's like they're sitting in front of their PC, their 360, whatever console you're playing on, and you know what to do. It's just crazy. But no, these guys know what they're doing. And I think in this case, to your point, Mo, you can get a guy, yeah, he's got injury. But again, is it better than what you have, number one? And is the upside and the risk worth it, right? So you you there's risk-reward in everything in life, and including in business, including in the NFL. So you have to look at risk-reward. To your point, the risk is, yeah, he gets injured, okay? Um, the other side of that risk is you got two guys who can't do it consistently, so which one would you rather put in front of your court? I'll take the guy who might get injured a little more than you want him to, because at least he's proven that he's going to protect the quarterback, and and he's a talented guy. He's versatile. I think that as you mentioned, he's versatile as well. Um, but but who else out there? Is there anybody else out there that you're seeing? I haven't seen any other rumors associated with the Raiders, but that's that doesn't mean they're not talking to people. I would imagine Dave Ziegler's talking to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, he. You know, who saw the Tyree Gillespie trade? coming uh, i mean i know it's a low level trade but yeah he's working behind the scenes all the time he's always working to improve the roster i believe most gms are but some people are quick to shoot down these rumors and i would say i could see that i could see the raiders sniffing around at isaiah win because guess who was the offensive coordinator when the patriots drafted him in the first round josh McDaniels. so apparently josh mcdaniel's likes something about him uh, when mm-hmm. they drafted him, I believe it was 2018. So I, I could see during the joint practices, Joshua is kind of nudging Belichick like, hey, you know, how much is that going to cost me? You know, like, well, how, that's how's guy. that going? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, how, how much is that going to cost? And if yeah. Belichick says, well, we want a first round pick and a player, then you say, yeah, I, we're good on that one. Yeah. But if Belichick says, yeah, give me a third round pick. I'm like, mm, okay, that's not not bad. I'll it, take it, that offer.
0: Right, and and it's funny you talk about Belichick because I'm watching all the media coverage, and I'm watching Belichick talking about how he's using offices there, and I'm like, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you 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 extend the professional courtesy, but knowing what we know about what the Patriot the Patriots have done in the past, I mean, is there guys rummaging through the file cabinets? Like, I <laughs> he's like Nixon. He's like, I'm looking for the playbook. Right. So so I. It, it, to me, though, it's really—I I know they're close, but you're still—you're comp- in the same conference. It's not like it's the NFC, and the only chance you're going to see somebody's in the Super Bowl, right? Unless you're playing that division that we- year. But to me, it's kind of—it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, they're close, but now you're competitors. So um, Bill Belichick's not going to give Josh McDaniels a slide and a good deal on a guy. It's—it is what it is.
1: The Patriots won't even name their offensive coordinator. <laughs> They're a shrewd organization. There, I would look to see who's is. Is their offensive coordinator hiding in the back room somewhere? Is do they have someone planted somewhere on uh, in the box seats? You got to consider everything with Bill Belichick. But to bring it back to your point, I, I think yes. Just because they work together for so long doesn't mean he's going to cut Josh McDaniels a deal. But what it does do is they have a communication that other head coaches don't have together. And yeah. I think that helps when you're trying to work a trade deal because you saw the Patriots do a lot of moves with the Texans. Nick Casario, who Danny Heifetz just mentioned in our previous segment, uh, is the GM at the Texans. So it makes sense that him coming from New England, that the Texans do a lot of business with the Patriots. So I think it helps with the Raiders. If the Raiders want a player from the Patriots roster and they want help from the offensive line, I, a deal could happen. I'm not saying it will. This is not breaking news. Don't run to Twitter and say, yes, Mo said that the Raiders – or acquire Isaiah Wynn. But what I am saying is that if, if the Patriots were going to trade Isaiah Wynn, I would put the Rays at the top of that, near the top of that list as teams that could acquire him.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Mo, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to close the show. We're going to talk about this one last time. Cause I, I, I <laughs> we talked about with Danny, the, the whole Tom Brady thing. I had some folks on Twitter today saying, cause to, 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 to the credit yesterday at the press conference, Vinny Bonsignor Uh, My former colleague over at Raider Nation Radio and at the RJ, he asked the question of Derek Carr. Then suddenly the audio for the broadcast of the Raiders went on the fritz and nobody could hear the answer. Uh, So I don't know why the Raiders are cutting that off. It makes no sense. It's a real question. He's going to be asked the question more by national media when they get a chance. Trust me. Um, But Vinny asked the question, which he should have, and there was a lot of backlash. Why are you even bringing that up? Well, it's a story. You ask the question once and you move on. It's not hard. It's not It's not rocket science. You just ask the question. But the fascinating piece of this, there's two things that fascinate me about it. The Raiders have moved on. Obviously, it didn't happen. It doesn't matter at this point because they have their quarterback for the moment now with Derek Carr. They've committed to him somewhat, and they're moving forward. But that story and how that could have changed the dynamic in Las Vegas with the Raiders... Um, is something to explore because we were told by a lot of people, including some of these same reporters who cover the team, that it was all crap, that it was nothing. None of it was real. Some of them have changed their story now and said, no, we knew, we were hearing things, but that's okay. I mean, people, people aren't always on top of the story, but a lot of fans who love Derek Carr, um, we quick to just talk about how ridiculous it was and all this kind of stuff. So now we found out about it. I think those are the same fans that are mad that people are talking about it, but for you, why is it a story? And what is it a story that, what does it tell us about the Raiders under John Gruden that we already, that we didn't know or that we already did know?
1: Well, number one at the top, I just want to separate it between fans and people in the media like us. Yeah. We're looking at it as this is a story because of the people involved. This is John Gruden, this is Derek Carr, Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback in in NFL history. So this is obviously a story. And Rob Gronkowski. And Rob Gronkowski, who's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Right. So these are great players involved. Uh a head coach with a big personality. So this is obviously a story. It took over Twitter when it broke when gronkowski and dana white were talking about it, it literally took over social media so of course mm-hmm. it's a story but fans don't want to hear about it because it doesn't have any bearing on them so guys like kevin Wen, shout out to him who listens to the show mm-hmm. enjoy our interactions on social media guys like people like him aren't interested because they're dealing with the now and as the dog's barking behind me for no reason um they <laughs> want to deal with the now they want to say okay we're looking forward. We don't care what deal could have happened but didn't because it has no effect on the 2022 season. That's how they're looking at it, and I understand that. But it's a big story because if you look at it, John Gruden, it's the why. Why didn't John Gruden want to do the, go through with the deal? Why did he nix it? And yeah. and Danny is kind of brought it up briefly in, in our discussion with him saying that it was probably a control thing. Tom Brady is now 45 years old. He was in his 40s then when that deal could have happened. At this point, in his career he's accomplished so much, he has more Super Bowl wins than John Gruden. He's probably going to come in and say, look, I know what it looks like to win a Super Bowl. I know what it takes. Follow my lead. Not necessarily follow my lead, but give me more control of how things go offensively. As we know, John Gruden likes to have the reins offensively. So John Gruden perhaps may have thought, we're going to butt heads here. Derek Carr and Tom Brady don't have the same accomplishments. I know that it's hard to believe. But they don't have the same accomplishments, and Derek Carr is more of the type that's going to follow what John Gruden wants. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously because Carr doesn't have the same accomplishments as a John Gruden or a Tom Brady. But if Tom Brady comes in, he's going to want major input probably, and I and I feel like that's where there was maybe friction when he even went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians, even Fair though so, yeah. Bruce Arians yeah. is yeah. is accomplished. But Tom Brady is going to want to have some control over the offense, and I don't think Gruden was ready to relinquish that. I think that's the important part.
0: Yeah, and, and that's it, too. The story of those two guys, they went to Tampa. We know what happened. Now, if they had gone to the Raiders, would they have won a Super Bowl? I don't think they were as good as the Buccaneers, in, especially in a couple key spots. So that's another right. part of the story. The other side of the story, of course, is the HBO clip when, when apparently, now we don't know for sure, but it's sure now – you know, one and one usually equals two. Sometimes you can throw something in there and it'll change the equation, but it sounds like he was talking about Derek Carr when he said, Oh, you're going to go with that MF -er." now. I don't look at Mm -hmm. that as him, you know, saying something terribly bad about Derek Carr. That's the competitive guy, right? Right. Do you think Michael Jordan who got along with certain players really well didn't call those guys an MF -er on the court? Of course he did. It was about winning. So, when it looks through that the the, the 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 lens of a winner who wants to win another championship everybody sucks and everybody is not as good as I am because that's how you that's how you win that's how winners do it so I don't look at it as as some big slight on Derek Carr I look at it as him being confident in his own abilities so I think people are framing it as like this oh oh my gosh he called him that it's like no big deal that, that happens on the football field all the time so I think that part of it too is is actually, being played up a little more uh, and it's being a negative Derek Carr. And I don't think it is.
1: Right, and, and that's I think that's what's going to rub people the wrong way. Is like, it's like, oh, the, the word he used, and they're going to get caught up on that. But as you said, I think it's just the competitive nature. Quick personal story. Before Bleach Report, before I was on there, before I was on these platforms and being Mo Moten, I applied to be a Raiders editor at, I believe it was um, one of the fan-sided sites, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I... And then I, you know, I put it in my application and, you know, had a writing sample and all of that stuff. And they didn't choose me, right? I got to like the final round of selections and they didn't choose me went with someone else. And I was just like... Oh, you're going with that that person? Now that's not a shot at <laughs> anybody at at cause I know people are gonna clip on, this was and it? like oh who most it? most oh most talking about Brad Weiss. It wasn't Brad Weiss. Me and Brad Weiss are cool. I actually wrote on just Blog Baby under Brad Weiss, and he's a great mm-hmm. guy. We we're cool. We both live on the East Coast. I believe he's in Jersey. It wasn't him. But um and and It wasn't Nick. I think Nick was a previous guy before. It wasn't him either, but there was like a transition period. But anyway, Mm -hmm. that's besides the point. But my thing was me being a competitive person and you believing in your skills, thinking you're the best person for the job or best person for a position or a spot. Yeah. If they pick someone else, you're naturally going to be like, oh, you're going with that guy over me. Now he used the MF word. But it's just kind of like, oh, you're going with that dude over me. You're sticking with that guy over me. I, yeah. You know, I'm good. I can do this job, too. So it's kind of like that. And I'm just going to relate it to myself and anyone else who's applied for a job position and you got passed over by someone else. There's a little bit inside you. If you're a competitive person who strives, there's a little bit inside you that says, oh, you're picking that person over me. Right. You know, that, I think that's what Tom Brady felt.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing too. I, I remember dating my wife and there was this millionaire after her and he said the same thing about me when she agreed to marry me. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> so you're the MF friend.
0: <laughs> I kid, but but yeah, I mean, listen, we do it all the time, right? Well, I mean, listen, we 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 get along with people that we technically compete with, right? Cuz we're we're all right. in this game, journalism, podcasting, broadcast, whatever you want to call it content creation. And we do it. And, and I wish everybody well, but we also want to win, right? So you want to win. And so it's not a personal thing. Very rarely, in my view, in business, uh, even in competitive sports, do you get into a situation where you have some personal issues? And we all have a couple of those, right? Uh, and so so that happens. But but yeah, I don't think it's any big deal. And and I, I, I just want Raider fans, our great listeners and, and viewers out there to realize... That that's a big story because you're talking about, as Danny mentioned earlier, the greatest quarterback ever and Rob Gronkowski, Hall of Famer. And in Vegas, add the Vegas thing. People forget about it. Add Las Vegas. Team in their first year in Las Vegas goes out and gets those two guys. That would have been massive. It would have been massive. Now, there was nobody in the stadium to watch them, which would have been disastrous at that time. Maybe that would have changed their mind. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but still, it's, it's an interesting story. Does it have any bearing on this season? Of course not. Uh, but but I think the news cycle should probably peter out now as it is on our show. So we're done with that. But that's how it is. By the way, I gotta, I'll, I'm going to tell a quick personal story. You and Kelly always make fun of me for being older. Um, we got a little puppy, little beagle, right, whose name is Scout. And so it's like having a baby in the house, right? has to go out constantly at night. So my wife's been doing it because I'm working early in the morning. So I said, oh, I'll get up, I'll get him. So I go to get him, I take him downstairs, take him outside, front of the house. I come back in, and I put him down, and then the cat runs out, and the dog chases the cat. It's like a jet. So I go to grab the dog, and I tumble down the stairs, man. I just tumbled <laughs> down the stairs. So sometimes age catches up with you, Bo, and... uh I don't know why I told that story, but it just popped in my Scott, head. Scott, there
1: you go. Scott didn't didn't have to go on the pup list, didn't have to go on IR. Fell down the stairs and still made it to the show. Trooper, definitely I'm a, gamer. a trooper right
0: there. I'm a gamer, definitely. Although although my 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 wife started making fun of me too. So like, <laughs> oh my god, what's it going to be like when you're seventy? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It keep me away from steps. Uh, but the good news is, uh, the Raiders continue to stay healthy. Right, nobody's falling down stairs. Knock on wood. All that stuff. Um, and uh, we're getting geared up. Mo, tomorrow we're going to talk about the game coming up against the Patriots, kind of what we need to see from some guys as we get ready for the big roster cut coming up after this contest. So we'll talk a little bit about that, again, about running backs now that they've trimmed that down a little bit, about the wide receivers, and then those defensive backs uh, and linebacker too. So lots to talk about, uh, and we'll do that. And then we'll also have the mailbag coming up on Friday.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't expect the Raiders' stars to play because you have these joint practices, which Derek Carr said on Tuesday, are like actual games. So I, being that they had the joint practices with the Patriots, I don't expect to see Derek Carr, Devonta Adams, in the final preseason game. Absolutely. Uh,
0: but anyway, so gr- thank you for being with us on a Wednesday. I know we're used to Tuesday, Thursday, but here we are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're gluttons for punishment after, what, five shows, four shows last week, whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, But we appreciate you being with us, Mo. We will talk to you tomorrow.
1: Talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully good news or no news, no (laughs) bad news. We don't need any injuries at these practices. No fighting at these practices, guys. No.
0: There you go. No fights. I was going to say that. What are the odds that there's some kind of fight? But anyway... uh, Listen, we're going to step aside and take some rest, and then we'll be back with you tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. We certainly appreciate that. For Mo I am Scott Goldbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow, Raider Nation. Take care.